I'm Matt. And I'm Monica. And this is the Matt and Monica Podcast. There, did it, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, I you did, did what it. I could there. Yeah. But I get to save him. Yeah. I mean, you, you did, you saved him, man. You didn't, it just didn't make it. You know, you did what you could. Like, yeah. that's, that's the way I see it. And the guys throughout the day, you know, like I was saying, they're asking me about him. I'm like, he ain't never going to walk the way he did again, but he's going to make it. And I was, in my heart, I knew he was going to make it. You know, everybody was always talking about November 3rd. We get back next morning. It's, I don't remember what time it was. It was real early the next morning when we pulled in the file. And I'm in my, in my chew taking off bloody wet boots and everything. And like, you can't get the smell of burnt flesh off you. It doesn't happen. Yeah. All the wet wipes in the world aren't going to do it. Yeah. I get a knock on my door and it's one of my battle buddies. It's like, hey, did you hear? I'm like, what? Corn didn't make it. I was like, fuck. Dude. Was- Welcome to episode two. I got an awesome guest here. I've been excited for this all night long. I was tossing and turning most night last night. Um, this is, yeah, this is my buddy. This is uh, Sergeant Matt Kinney. Um, he's a good man um and yeah here we are finally uh this is a veterans day special we have a lot to talk about um this is going to get deep i don't know if i should say the viewer discretion's advised or whatever but it's this is going to get deep um and or grab your tissues yeah yeah, really the one thing i forgot yeah yeah. (laughs) but um so i guess i'll start by saying i met matt um he was in the army a lot longer than me um I met him, I believe the first first memorable moment was in Fort Chaffee. Him and I were down there for our annual training, and uh, it was code black, which for those of you who don't know what that means, it was hot as shit for like five days. And when I say hot as shit, like they only allow training for a certain amount of time where you are supposed to have a certain amount of downtime for X amount of minutes, and it's it's pretty crazy. But uh, anyway... Um, yeah, that was when I first met him, and uh, we were in the same unit out of Oswego together, out of the 444 engineer unit. It's kind of why I'm wearing the shirt. And uh, yeah, I don't know where we want to begin, but that's that's where I'm at. What do you think? Well, you, you can jump into whatever you want, but uh, we can kind of tag along with your last, your first episode and uh, talk about why we're still yeah. friends all the time yeah. talk so yeah why we thought so, i'm here yeah <laughs> so it just so happens to um he's a combat medic by the way that's that's really relevant to this but uh um anyway my wife and i we got married um a little over two years ago now and um this guy right here is ordained he married my wife and i um yeah. maybe i'll throw a picture or something in the podcast of us Definitely. you know him standing up there with me so yeah. um i reached out to him he's an incredible guy at just speaking he's just real as fuck um, and that's another thing. I'm going to be dropping probably more swear words than I normally will because this is a military episode. Um, and it's how you guys talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. I should say former it's, military. It's, it's a quick way to communicate. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he married us and we had a great wedding. Um, and we have a great relationship like we've already talked about in our first episode. But Absolutely. Yeah, I guess I was going to start off this episode more or less talking to you about what you, why did you join the military and um, why did you want to become a medic? You asked me all these hard questions. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you, I joined the military <laughs> because when I was 18, 
I had signed up to go active yeah. duty infantry. And I talked to some Fort drum guys and they're like, don't go infantry. You'll be sucking. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, enough said. I mean, these are infantry guys. And like, I didn't hang around with army dudes all that much. Cause I was still in high school. And, yeah. Uh, so I said, I'm not going. And I didn't go. Right. So, I did the same thing. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, pus I pussied out before NEPS or MEPS. Um, my buddy, we signed up to go infantry together, and I pussied out the last second. I just had a gut feeling. I was like 20 years old, and I ended up going back in, you know, when I was 27 after my divorce. But uh, yeah, no, that's funny. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So, well, it's one of those weird things, like you know, like this coming from army dudes. So I'll take their word for it. And like you know, obviously I could have done something else in the military, but they wanted to stick me with infantry and didn't give me a whole lot of options. And like. Now nah, I'll pass on that. Thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But then I'm walking through the mall and this recruiter's like, look, a strong young man. It was like, you ever thought about joining the military? I'm like once a few years ago, <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, why didn't you go? And I'm like, cause I talked to military and they said, don't go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he was like, well, would you consider it now? And I'm like, maybe reserves. He's like, well, why wouldn't you want to go active? I'm like, why would I want to sign a four year contract with something I might hate? where I could do it on the weekends and only yeah. have to worry about four years of doing it on the weekends. Yeah. He was like, well, you want me to put you in touch with a, a reserve recruiter? I'm like, and somehow I gave him my number or whatever. And like later that day, reserve recruiter mm -hmm. calls me and I'm having problems with my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, I tell you what, if you can get me out by March 21st, I'll do it. Not even a month later, I'm on a plane to Fort wow. Benning, Georgia. It was quick. Yeah. Yeah. And like you'll come to find with your questions. There's, I don't have a lot of reasons to do what I do. It just, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a clear path, you know? Yeah. No, that was or, me. it's a path. It doesn't even yeah. have to be clear. Cause I'm just going to go down it anyway. Yeah. You know? That was me. I drove by the recruiter's office one day. I put zero thought in it, which I've been pretty much like that my whole life. I, I'm very sporadic, mm -hmm. but uh, I put no thought into like, it. Um, like I actually there. tried to go active duty when I was 27 because I just wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge because of my recent divorce and I um, was just not in a good place. Just wanted to escape for a little while and didn't want to escape the kids and stuff, but I just, it was, it was a very new thing for me. But um, the recruiter lied to me and told me that I couldn't go active duty because of my dependents. In other words, he didn't want to do the paperwork from my understanding. But uh, I went in and I talked to a reserve recruiter that's like, oh, there's no infantry. He, could, he didn't tell me that I could want National Guard. Cause I wanted to go infantry. Um, cause that's what I wanted to do when I was 20 with my buddy that did go infantry. He went, he did a tour in 2007 in Iraq, but, uh, you know, one of my best friends, which he's doing great nowadays mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had no regrets and, um, I had no regrets on my spontaneousness joining the reserves cause I had memories that I would never, ever, ever, ever be able to replace, you know, like meeting you and, you know, mm -hmm. like it's corny as that is, but it's an easy way to build a life. And I, yeah. I tried, like, I know the military is not for everybody, but I think so many people, if they could get out of the state, Dude, out yes. of where they're at in their state of mind, you yes. know, just get out of it and see something new, go to yes. a different town, have yeah. a bad time, but have some experience Dude, rather yeah. than sit in the same town and, you know, some people thrive. Yeah. Some people just swelter in their own slop, you know, it's yeah. like, get out, do something, man. Yep. It's like you what know? you always say. It's like, get out of cam barrel. Well, get out. But even if it like things suck, it's sucking with your friends. So yeah. you're oh, with them. You, you develop the strongest then, yeah. bonds going through the hardest yep. situations. Yep. Period. And it's like any other situation. Yeah. You can always come home. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be forever. You know, yeah. Yeah. but I, I always try to tell people join military, you know, try it. You know, being retention the last three years of my career, yep. it's like, 
I, and I always have, you know, yeah. like I was an E6 since 2006 for crying out loud. Holy Literally. Shit. So here's the thing being reserves, there's find an E7 slot for a medic that's anywhere within 200 miles of my home. Mm. Yeah. I yep. didn't want to travel. It's the, yeah. you know, the reserves means a lot, meant a lot to me when I was in. But on the same note, it's like it didn't mean that much to be away from my family. Yeah. It just it's plain and simple didn't. Yeah. Deployments are enough. So when I was in Iraq, or yeah, when I was in Iraq, um, like came up for promotion board and I literally had to sign papers twice to not be part of it because I'm like, you know what? I'm battalion NCOIC or NCO and NCOIC of pretty much well everything we do. I've got uh, over a dozen medics underneath of me. Where yeah. else am I going to go where a seven is going to make a difference? Yeah. And as a six, you know, I'm teaching uh, all the, all the, all, all kinds of classes. Like you yeah. could throw a book in front of me and be like, Hey, Kenny, you're teaching this class today. Cool. You taught a lot of my classes. I was oh, in. really? Yeah. 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 CLS and whatnot. Yeah. 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 CLS. It's, yeah. It's, it's combat those... lifesaving if people don't okay. know. Oh yeah. yeah. I was going to ask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Usually I can't even remember half the letters, but that one, I mean, it's just been spoken so Dude, many times. Is all I remember is what is the thing that goes up your nose? I was going to ask about that. You... <laughs> no, it's a uh, uh, nasal pharyngeal airway. Did you both do it? Okay. Yeah. Like, that's the thing both... you snaps up and you... I got a video of it, it somewhere. It goes in and down. Yeah. Right? It goes, it... you snaps through your sinuses and it, it's supposed to, in case you have a TBI and you're unconscious, it's supposed to prevent you from choking it. By There's a lot of different things to it. It's, it's, an, it's an established airway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But don't pull me into the medic. So, yeah, yeah. Stuff. I so, haven't talked so, about that stuff in forever, you know. <laughs> so why do you want to be a medic? Oh, so actually, I didn't didn't even have a thought about being a medic, but it was the prerequisite to being a mental health specialist, is which I what I went in for because of the bonus. And I'm like, shit. I never knew that either. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I don't tell people about all my failures. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was one of those things: you fail a test and a retest, and you're out. Yeah, it's not that I didn't know the materials. I have ADHD. I'm not good at and at the time I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD till I was in Afghanistan, and at yep. 36 mm -hmm. years old, my entire life changed when I found out ADHD. And like, don't don't take this personal because you're either advanced or you are retarded. That's it. Bottom line, I consider myself retarded because of the ADHD. But I grew up thinking, literally, no honest to no bullshit, that I was retarded because I couldn't do math. I couldn't read a clock as fast people as everybody people else. learn different man yep. I, I definitely, definitely learn different do. than a lot of people and yeah. if they don't learn they hide it yeah, yeah. Or, you yeah. know that fake it till you make it now they're trying to reverse that and cancel fake it till you make it no keep mm. faking it till you make it because <laughs> sometimes it's all you can do is just put on that smile yeah and wave smile yeah. and wave boys smile and wave. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's all you got and, yeah. and, you know if you're not making it and you think there's something wrong with you the only way you can do it is to smile and go along yeah. and try not to get picked up on. And then, you know, somebody yeah. call you out, dime you out on, you know, what you got going on. And it's like, I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like raising children be like, Oh uh, yeah. I talked to your dad and he said, you know, you can't have a candy bar until you eat dinner when you really didn't or something, you know, but it's, it's one of those simple little things that get you through life and yeah. it doesn't alter anybody else's, you know? <laughs> But so anyways, you fail a, a test and a retest and you're out of the course. I knew the material in study groups. I yep. was killing it. But you get that test in front of yep. me and you've got three answers that are somewhat close and one that's just out in left field. Well, I failed the test and the retest and I got to go through the whole course again. Yep. Got recycled and failed the test and the re retest. But the medic course, like I never studied once for that. Yep. That was all in class. Everything else was going out getting, you know, I never even had like 
been to a Chinese restaurant until I was at uh, in San Antonio. You know, you know, dude, and I'll say like I noticed immediately when you mentioned those classes in general. Though I just remember you, you cared. You know what I mean? When you taught it, like there's people that taught classes and they could be good at a teaching class. But even if somebody sucked, you didn't suck. But if you, people did suck, but if they, you could tell that they cared and they had, and, and yeah. like you were real because you took it very fucking serious. And and you're not the most serious guy. You're a jokester. You're a ball buster. <laughs> yeah. But when it came to like CLS, you're a serious fucking person mm-hmm. and um and a real person, which is why I wanted you on this podcast because everybody I have on here, I would like to be just real and mm-hmm. authentic as humanly possible. Um, none of us are perfect, but is being as real as you can be is freaking huge. So, um, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the part <laughs> it's about it. it's easy when you. you're confident <laughs> enough to be real. Um, yeah. and it's, it's taken me, you know, it's taken me 36 years to realize like that it's the most powerful thing I've ever found about myself is just being real as shit to people. Yeah. People love it. People respond to it differently. And Take just, it or leave it. You yes. respond to it. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah that's yeah. the thing. It yeah. makes you grow every time you, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't lie. The only time I do lie is when I don't know the truth. Yeah. And it's like politics. Yeah. My views are subject to change. You know, if, yeah, if I said you that, you know, a week ago, yeah. something else might have just happened. And yep. I'm like, whoa, what is wrong about that? Or what? Or you find out more details about things. You but know? you recognize yep. it. Yeah. And change your views or thoughts or whatever. Yeah. And, yep. and I try to stay know. pretty static. Like just, yeah. just. A plain level field, not like up here on the gossip wagon, not yeah. down here yeah. where you're like just avoiding everything. You know, I just try to like soak it all in and I don't know, I talk too much. But <laughs> Yeah, my, my issue is getting stuck on tangents, man. I just, I, that's why I, I want to come here with bullet points tonight, but I think I'm all right. I got you to keep me in line. That might be yeah. dangerous. Well, it, hey, it, <laughs> Monica, Matt, it, it's like I, it's like I told you like, earlier tonight and you know when we're on the phone because when when we i have everybody that i do weddings for i call we have a either get together or call and i'll sit here with my clipboard and pen and take all my cliff notes so i know you know about the love story that these two went through yeah or more of it that they hadn't told me before to write into the wedding and then be like hey what do you think of this because i write everything custom yeah and it's like like it's one of those Mm -hmm. things like i just take notes on everything because then you're you're not making things up and it's there, but you mentioned something, you mentioned us and our love story. I think we were in Watertown. We were, we were up in Fort drum for some sort of training. Oh man. There's so many fun, stupid, good memories. Yeah. One one of my buddies, I won't name his name. I, yeah, I got to talk about that. Um, anyway, I remember being at a bar and remember talking to Matt here and, um, I remember, we were talking, he, I think he saw that we were in a relationship on social media and he mm-hmm. just told me how absolutely healthy and happy we looked and like, you know, and that's how I felt ever since I met oh, her. Oh yeah. We're, oh my gosh. We just yeah. been too good to be true. And I'm like, man, what a perfect person to marry us. <laughs> Cause oh, he's yeah. the one that, you know, he pointed that out. Errol, you, you want to get down? <laughs> um, anyway. No, I want to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is now. Look at her. But, uh, yeah. So, um, when I was in Watertown, I remember it was uh, one of our buddies. It was his last day in the reserves. Um, and I, I, won't, I don't know if I should or shouldn't name names when it comes to other people in the army. I but name yeah. Names. Um, anyway, we were out in Fort Drum or uh, in Watertown. We were at Fort Drum for training, went out to the bar, had a great night. I was DD. And, um, and I, I was sober, but still, I had five drunk army guys in my vehicle. <laughs> oh, and boy. one of them, he knows exactly who it is because he's definitely listened to this podcast. <laughs> 
there's mm-hmm. I had a trooper behind me and like they I had too many people in my car and like he's, mm. he starts he starts hitting my four-way hazard button on my vehicle <laughs> as I'm trying not to get pulled over and oh like my and I drank probably I probably just had two or three beers but you know I would have been all right but nothing I would have yeah. wanted to get pulled over you know having alcohol in my breath and yep. you know the troopers up next to Fort Drum that's all they deal with so they don't give military leniency yes. at all not that they should give leniency to military but anyway um yeah, so um, a lot of things we wanted to come in and talk about tonight. Uh, one, one of the biggest things, you know, more so focusing on him because I've never deployed. Um, a lot of my Army buddies, almost all of them, I feel like, have deployed. And um, they bust my balls because, you know, I've been to NTC, JRTC, been to NTC twice. But that's, that's the extent of my experience. My so. 21 years, guess how many times I've been to JRTC and NTC? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? Never. How did never. you dodge that? What the? Fuck? Always have training or just a lot of Man. things going on. Are you doing other stuff military wise instead of going? To no, that? like so JRTC and NTC. JRTC is in Fort Polk, Louisiana. NTC is Fort Irwin, uh, California. They're okay. like, if they're considered. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They are considered like pre-deployment training sites. And um, so it's you do like you do generally two two and a half weeks in the field. That means mm-hmm. generally for most people being a combat engineer, I don't know about a medic cause I think they got a little more cushy than we do, but we had no mm-hmm. showers for, I think 18 days at a time. And, and, and that was the RTC, but um, yeah, it was, it was rough. Although I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir cause somebody had deployed to, deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to bitch anymore. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I just had to rub that in. Listen, until like, you've been in a one-one-three with eight other men and nobody showered for eighteen like days, you don't know what a bad outside. smell is. You know, the Ew. sad part about that is, is there's always that one or two people that come out there that already haven't showered for ten to eighteen Dude. days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Will you shower if you have a chance before you go? Not everybody. There's people that just. <sighs> And, and then when they're out there, at least, you know, you can, you can do a miracle with baby wipes. You can keep pretty <laughs> clean with baby wipes. So gross. And then there's people that just, when they're out there, you can tell they don't care. And, you know, yeah, we're going to change the subject. That's anyway, cool. yeah. <laughs> On to the so, next uh, subject. I don't know what, what <laughs> at what point we should, do, um, what did you, where did you deploy first? Was it Iraq or Afghanistan? Iraq. Well, what year? Okay. And how old were you? Uh, yeah, you're old as fuck. I was uh, 20. You're 50. How old are you again? 50. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you mother. Bro. No, I'm 46. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're actually older than I remembered you being. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's like, I still Just hate stop. you. Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, how was that deployment? Because I don't ever recall you talking about that at all. Um, You know, Iraq wasn't bad. Uh, I had In 06? Six or seven. Yeah. It wasn't bad, really. I, I mean, for where probably depending on where you are. I'm, I'm a year. I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Yeah, you know, I and, know. Uh, you know, we're engineered. The whole battalion was there, so you know, I stayed pretty busy. Um, you know, I kept. It's kind of neat. I should have brought it. Didn't even think about it, but I kept like a mission log of where every medic was and where they went that and when oh, that is what cool. day they got back and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was. I'm in that log quite a lot. So, you know, wow. you get to go see a lot of places and take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. But I should have wrote the names of more of the places down because I can't remember any of these fobs yeah. and things that we went to. It, yeah. It's neat when I'm with, like, more of my Army buddies because they're like, yeah. remember when we were here? And I'm like, that's what the name of that place was. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. I was like, remember over here there was this, you know, because it mm-hmm. just, 
I don't know. I'm going to find happiness and peace or yeah. whatever I'm doing. You know, there's yeah. always going to be something that sucks and there's always going to be things that just change it all around and things that keep you going. You uh, know? Other than the negative parts of Afghanistan that we'll get to in a bit, like what was, what were the living conditions? What was the deployment setting like in Iraq versus Afghanistan? What years were you in Afghanistan? Uh, 11 and 12. 11 and 12. Okay. So in Iraq, we lived in what we yeah. called chews and they're basically uh, like a hog pen, like a job trailer. And you had like, uh, two four guys in each one and they had like a little chigo or whatever you know the heater ac thing and um it wasn't bad it wasn't too awful far to walk to the to the trains and stuff mm -hmm. um and then in afghanistan we basically lived in wooden garages and you, it was like uh like literally kind of like pig pens because there's just you're like living in stalls you know you got uh -huh. enough room for your bed it you could put two beds in it i guess but you're gonna be it was is cramped you yeah know? but it wasn't it wasn't horrible um iraq was somewhat close to the climates here afghanistan was right on point but in afghanistan like on the the days of the month when there's no moon it was black black, black. oh weird like, yeah. yeah like because there's no light pollution oh we yeah yeah way oh, out in the mountains sense. in the middle of nowhere interesting so the stars were like probably yeah, well, there's nights where you've got, like, the stars will light up the sky. You don't even yeah. need a flashlight to walk to the gym or tell hall or whatever. Yeah. But it was, that was, like, you know, one of the beautiful things that just stays in my mind is, mm -hmm. like, walking around Five Gardez and, like, you either have to have a flashlight because you cannot see anything or you don't have to have a flashlight because the stars yeah. are beautiful that night, you know? Yeah. But, uh... I don't know. As far as different, I mean, it's the army. The army's the army. You know, mm -hmm. you you got to embrace the suck, and that's is what it is. Yeah. And you like ate MREs the whole time there? Or no. Like, no. Oh, I don't no, know. No, you would die. Like, I'm no. sorry. I just after after like two weeks <laughs> no. of MREs straight, okay. you your are, stomach would be like shot. You don't know what they do to your stomach. You only know what they do to your so, stomach after you go in after somebody else okay. and ate more MREs than you did. Uh, so what did you eat? Oh, like, what did you they they had regular chow hall stuff and whatnot. Okay. Um, yeah, it is most of the time. Sometimes it just depends on the weather, you know. Yeah. Literally, okay. if the food's coming in, or gotcha. if you are eating some other kind of rations or MREs or whatever, or mm -hmm. if you wanted to trudge through the snow, get dressed after you know oh. you're just like chow time. You're mm -hmm. like, it's snowing to beat hell. I'm not walking really? out there, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know. It's not like it was just like walk to the kitchen and yeah. open the fridge door. Yeah. Right. So well, what about communication with people back at home? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Um, so oddly enough, I'm not a big computer guy, but uh, in Iraq, there was uh, what came up before Facebook? MySpace. MySpace. Mm -hmm. So my brother Billy, we're he, old. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we mentioned we MySpace. There's too. so many people yeah. who are going to watch this, but like my what? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Uh, MySpace was the old Facebook. Just that's all you need to know with music on it. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway. it was, but, I kind of yeah. wish it was still around. Me too. Well, it my, is, but it's not like it was yeah. when we were on it. It's totally different. Yeah. It anyway. Is. Yeah. So yeah. my older brother's like, hey, uh, you should get MySpace. He's like, I talk about you on there, blah, blah, blah. And so I got MySpace and I'm reading that. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. You know, I was intrigued because there's my older brother, like, you know, treat yeah. me like a hero because I'm overseas. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. That was in Iraq. And, yeah. uh, then Facebook came out, so I was on that. I, don't, I think I got Facebook when I got back. I don't even know. I'm, I'm too old for this shit. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, and then 
Afghanistan was Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, in emails and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a whole lot easier then. But I mean, being a medic, I've always got computers because I we have to log okay. everything, yeah. you know, yep. and I track don't. everything. Holy shit! But so, what about like video call and stuff to people? Like, can you was do- that around? Yeah, then? was it? I don't think it was around at all in Iraq. If it was, I wasn't up on it. I wasn't into it, you know? Yeah. And then Afghanistan. I don't remember if we did video calls, if I did video calls at home or not. I really don't. Mm -hmm. But that, again, I am literally a weepy bitch. Like, like the emotions, I, I can't control that shit, you know? And if I'm on a video call... I'm thinking about my dog or something, Dude. you know, back home, Aww. like, Dude. or my children, you know, and they're, yeah. they're like, it, 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 it's heartfelt to see them, but it kills you to know that you can't hug, hug them. them. Yes. Yes. Yep. I, I have nothing yep. that compares to what you went through, mm-hmm. but I do remember that one phone call I got to make when I was in basic training. Granted, I was trying to get a hold of my ex-girlfriend at the time. She didn't answer, but then my ex-wife answered and I was trying to get a hold of my kids and like, I couldn't even talk just, you know, after like, what was that a month or so, you know, yeah. until I get a phone call and whatever, but yeah, that, that's a difficult thing. It's the hardest part to get through with the military is the time away from family. Yeah. hundred percent. And again, that's why I never pursued, you know, getting my seven until I switched careers yeah. in the military. And I'm like, is that why you went in retention? That and you know, I was ready to wind down. You know, it's had 17 years as a medic, and there's shit that just hurts. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. a disabled vet, I haven't gone to the VA and be like, Whoa, this hurts, that hurts, and all you that know, stuff. But and it's at that, that you know, that's, that's a different topic for a different day, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll um, have to get some specialists, some VA specialists, uh, for that, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things, it's like, you know, I, I was ready to slow down, and, yeah, and not that I wanted to be a paper pusher, but I don't do good in the cold. You yeah. know, I mean, I just plain and simple. It's not my comfort zone. It's not my yeah. element. Yeah. I don't mind it. I can push through things. I'll go on, you know, do what's got to be done. Yep. But end of the day, when I get, you know, back or whatever, am I happy? No. Yeah. I love being out with the guys and stuff, you yep. know, ranges and everything. That was awesome. But as far as just camping out in, you know, the shoot villages and stuff on Fort Drum, it's like that got to be not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And just to hear what ret- how retention lived, you know, staying in hotels at, during some of their training and stuff. I'm like, why wouldn't I? And, you know, another thing was like uh, uh, one of the retention, she told me, she's like, she was telling me all this good stuff about me. I'm like, how, where, where are you getting all this? <laughs> And she's like, well, I could just see by the way people talk to you here and the way you act and the way you yeah. talk to me. And I had taken my little boy in you there know. with me. And she, she was just telling me all this I love me shit. And I'm I, I'm like, makes sense. Why wouldn't I go do this? Because I like to tell people what yeah. makes them, you know, what I see that makes them tick so well. You know, that's yeah. that's my dog with her bone. Arrow, come here. Arrow, come. She just wants to play. She comes yeah. with some kind of big surprise. Oh, come up here. Come up here. Yeah, come here. You lay down, you stay. So, um, I, I, as you're talking, I got thinking, you know, and it's one of the things I learned this year. Um, you know, they always say, oh, you shouldn't care what other people think. I realized this year there is nothing more important than the way people talk about you behind your back because that is pure and unbiased as hell. And um, not saying you should care what everyone thinks. Well, but you, you can you learn know, from it. You yeah, really, really can. Yeah. yeah. 
And I was going to say, like, you're one of those people, like, I never really heard anybody bash you, you know, throughout, I'm, throughout I'm the sure years. I'm sure there's plenty out there that don't like me, but. Oh, oh yeah. Well, the oh, difference no. is, is, it, you know, like, I get it. I say some off the wall stuff and, you know, some of the stuff like, That's me. you know, people are like, <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. But realistically, in all realness, no. it makes sense. And yeah. sometimes you got to break the mold, the cycle that people are in. Like when you're, when I'm trying, and that's another thing, like not to ramble, but it's pertinent. So as a medic, if your guys don't trust you, mm-hmm. they're not going to come to you with so much as, as athlete's foot, let alone the fact that they're contemplating suicide. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's Or, huge. you know, they've got a handful of pills that they're going to take. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like people don't I, realize how often that shit happens. They they, oh, really, yeah. they hear about it. Oh, soldier suicide, and they have no idea how often that happens. They don't take it like seriously. Like no, and yeah. until it affects you personally, it's right. it's really hard for people to be able to relate to something. Which maybe yeah. this podcast could really put some shed some light on. Like, and I know the military is big on shedding light on you know um, mental health in general. Mm-hmm. But you know the average guy is. You know, being especially me being a 36 year old male, which I had another YouTube that I posted about me going into a mental health clinic. Like, that's not normal. That's not normal being a 36 year old male reaching out asking for help. Yeah, yeah, it's it really it's is. not. It's not ordinary. It's, and it's, it's normal, but it's not. Ordinary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's it's a and it's it should be. It should be okay, and it should be okay to talk about absolutely. Shit. And um, you know, like you know, therapy. Therapy is one of those things like I, it helped me help put things in perspective. You know, did the individual, like she was great at, she's great at her job. I have a therapist now, especially after this year. God, I needed one after this year. But uh, um, yeah, therapy is one of those things I've always, I, didn't, I never talk shit about it. I just I'm like, eh, I'm a pretty open person. So I'm like, what could it do for me? Like if I'm, if I'm willing, like I talk to my wife about every single deep, darkest thought in my brain. I really do. And um, not many people have that. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud to have that. On the flip side of it, like when I have sat down with my therapist, you know, she has been able to ask me questions that made me think of things differently, you know, and mm-hmm. things like, you know, especially this year, you know, things that are in your control and things out of your control. And unfortunately, it took me my own experience of going through incredible hardship to realize when things are out of your control, if you cannot dwell on those things out of your control and not let them consume you you can literally turn around your entire fucking life. And when I say that, I mean literally everything because you can focus on all the things you do have control over. For example, drinking, your health, exercising, like people are so quick to sit around and just do nothing. And feel sorry for themselves without trying to get And not talk to anybody. And let me tell you what, if it weren't for me talking to people this year, like this guy right here, Mm -hmm. I called him, I want to say sometime July, give or take. And I was at a point in my life you know, I'm going to be honest, this is, this is not something I've shared with anybody. I don't think maybe her, but, um, I went, I was at work one day and I had a moment where I, I was scrolling through my text message or my, excuse me, my contacts and my cell phone, just looking for somebody to talk to that wasn't quite involved in my life. That would be outside perspective. That yes. wouldn't be able to connect any of the dots to anybody I'm talking about. Yep. And I opened up to him and I called this fucking guy here. And let me tell you what, that conversation, I think, changed me. Um, he was listening, and the cool thing was, and I mean this in a good way, like you did, like you sounded sympathetic, but you're like, you know, you were very strong about it, and like, like real, and he didn't like uh, 
I don't sugarcoat. No, oh, right. No. You weren't like, yeah. oh, it's okay, you're honey. Not, you'll be all right. You're not going to tell you. me what I need to hear just because I need to hear it. Right. Like, yes. I know um, bits and bobs from that conversation. I was like, <laughs> fucking do it, man. Yeah. Right. Like, fucking stop talking about that. Yeah. If you're going to war, go to war. You go to war to win. You don't yeah. go to war to survive. You know, right. you go to win. Yeah. And like, it, it didn't. I won't say yep. it didn't take much because it's just complex, you know, it's really uh, deep, you know, and I'm like, fuck, I didn't know that. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. like I won't say it was blindsided, but I just would yeah. have never guessed you had going on what you had going on. Yeah. But, and the outside looking in, it looks great. It looks fucking great. Yeah. The hiking pictures, the family pictures, the yeah. love of your life pictures, you know, the yep. boat. Yeah. You got to mention the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, stupidest, best purchase I've ever made in my entire life. Oh, so many people talk shit to You're me. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was going to be a Actually, whole episode. That but, is you know, a boat uh, episode. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like, I, I was. Yeah. That was the best purchase for yeah. the hardest year of yeah. my life. Best it, year it of my life. Be. Most rewarding year. Hardest yes. year, most rewarding year yeah. because this hard year has formed me and carved me into the person that I am now. And I'm not saying I'm like better than anybody else by any means, but I am real as fuck now. And I am going to tell you how I feel with respect. I'm not going to be. You know, I'm not arrogant. I'm yeah, but you're more positive and more oh, yeah, like yeah. faithful and like just. I appreciate everything because I realize how quick life can change yeah. and fucking shit on you, and when it's undeserved. And well, it's mm-hmm. and here's another aspect of it: you reached out for help. Yeah, you reached out, maybe not even for help, maybe just for a little assurance, just to talk to somebody to to yeah. decompress, vent a little bit, yeah. and look what it did for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it wasn't any one thing that anybody said. It was a culmination of how all these people talk to you and what you could build with that. We were talking about that the other day because he's like, what made me click or whatever? I'm like, babe, it's probably a million different things. It wasn't one thing that made it happen. I keep trying many things together. It's always many things. I keep trying to find like, I'm like, oh, I wonder if it was this. I wonder if it was that. And it's just like, I have a incredible support structure. Mm -hmm. Like if it weren't. For my friends and family and kids and my wife, like people, people are just like rolling their eyes. Would you shut up about your <laughs> fucking wife? But <laughs> the words cannot explain. Like I've considered myself a pretty decent person. I tell people this all the time. She's better than me in every single way. Babe. I don't care. No, I'm, again, I'm not trying to make you feel good. I'm being honest right now. <laughs> I'm being honest as could be. But anyway, get by that stuff. But, um, Needless to say, I, I called him, I reached out to him, I talked to him on the phone for, you know, I was at work and way full, longer than you planned for full, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So full disclosure. Was a long time. Yeah, full disclosure. I was on the clock and um I, I love the company I work for. They're very good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a hard point and he he you know, he I'm not saying like I was better that day after talking to him, but I was a lot better than I was before I made that problem, you felt probably later. A oh yeah. Bit later. So, um, yeah, but well, that's yeah. what I try and do yeah. when I'm talking to people, same as you, you try to pull them out of their mindset, Yes. not yank them out and push them out, but let them see a little bit of light in that yep. dark tunnel. Yeah. You just bring them in and you mm-hmm. know, you get them going off their rails yes. and holy shit. When they hit that switch in the, in the railroad track and they go off in the other direction, fuck, let's do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, literally, do you know how many people, so you know, how many people right now are probably judging me and thinking like, what the fuck? Like, where did this come from? Like, where did this come from? Like, and I have proof. I literally bought a mic and a camera. Like, I think November first and second is when oh, they came funny. in. And I'm like, I got an idea. Like, I'm gonna start a podcast. 
and um, here we are. And I had some incredible ideas yeah. and well, I, I have guests lined up. Like, is it going to, I don't know if I'm ever be able to top of you, but I have guests lined up. No, 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 no. I'm Maybe just, the next time I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not that great. I just I, talk a lot. Dude, I've, I've had people reaching out to me, telling me like, Oh my God, you're, you know, like your, your, um, that episode really helped me. And I'm just like, you know, it's so humbling. It's like, but the, it's crazy. Cause it's like, um, people that are hanging out close talking. to me too. What? No, I was just saying, we're just hanging out talking. That's yeah, but it. yeah, and it's people that like we're close to that would call us or text us or write comments or whatever. And it's it, it's surprising to me. My very close friends and stuff would say stuff to me about, oh, you made me think of this and this and this, even though I talk to them all the time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it made me feel so good. Yeah, but we, we went pretty deep, in, um, which yeah. we're going to get to in a minute here. But uh, no, I, I, I think it's cool. Um, and my whole intentions behind this, you know, I, I've realized recently I was asked a question, hey, if you could do anything you wanted, what would you want to do in this world? And I'm like, I didn't hesitate. And I thought to myself, I'd like to help people. And what's helped me this year and which I'm sure has helped you in your life and you, um, like when you hear somebody with a worse story than yours, it is, it does something to you because if that freaking person can go to work and smile yeah. and walk around and act like they're fine and you know what they're going through or what they've been through. It's like, you have no excuse to sulk around and feel bad for yourself anymore. And that is so huge because there are so many people out there that are, you know, okay, give me a pill to be happy. Give me a pill to do this. Give me a pill to do that. And it's like, you need to put effort into it. You need to put effort into opening up and you need to put effort into talking to people. And like, cause a lot of people judge me by stuff of how open I am and how cause I can't shut up. Like when I'm going through shit and I just, I have to talk. And if I yeah. didn't, maybe I'd be one of those people sulking in my room, depressed. And I, I don't know. Be different. But sure. instead you talk to people, mm -hmm. you're like, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is like, I'm not even poking fun. I'm being real as fuck right now. As Matt would say, uh, yeah. You started your podcast, but would you have done that if any of your friends didn't believe in you and they were like, no, oh, that's fucking goofy, dude. No, you know? everybody yeah. believes in you. Why down? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but no, they know you Yeah, and yeah. they know that you can do it. They like, know there's more to come and it's oh, just yeah. going to get better and oh, better. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to, and there's oh, it's going like, to. I'm not a confident person generally, but I've never been so confident in my life that this is going to be, this is going to be decent. Yeah. And if this doesn't reach anybody. But um, I don't know. We're at what? We're at thirty-seven minutes. Holy shit! Um, so <laughs> told you we gotta we we have to at this point. I think go back to Afghanistan. Um, so a lot of people know they're like they're not gonna go there. Oh, they're going there. Um, yeah. And I don't want to quote anything because I joined my my four, the triple four out of Oswego. I joined them in holy shit, twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, I believe. It doesn't matter. And um, it was, you know, quite a few years after some shit went down in Afghanistan when that unit deployed and this guy deployed with them. And um, yeah, uh, I guess so. Like, do we, what do we do? Do we start off at November 3rd or do we start off in November 2nd? Um, do you remember November 2nd is a better question because I, I don't remember. There the wasn't much going on November 2nd. Okay. Well, we started the mission uh, the 3rd. Um, I don't remember any of this. He told me this 2016 when I was at Fort Chaffee, just so you guys remember. I just have a shit memory. I remember it being mind-blowing. Just, yeah, you go ahead, man. See, that's the weird part is, like, for me, I know there's going to be a lot of viewers from the 444th and some mm -hmm. that were there that day. 
So if I fuck it up, sorry guys, it's how I remember it, it's how I feel. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, that. Everyone has their story. Yeah, you know. So, but I mean, my time frames and shit are probably mm-hmm. gonna be off, whatever. But okay. so we're out on a mission. We're going around to switchback and what's fucking... switchback? I'm I'm asking that because yeah, I will try to um say things like I don't know any of your military talk, and I know some viewers absolutely do not either. So I'll try to yep. ask those questions so we can be. So the route we were clearing that day went around switchbacks on a mountain. So to get up or by or whatever a mountain, path. you got no. It, it just it's a road Zigzag. that skirts around the 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 mountain okay. where you can't drive. You know, so yeah. it's, it's switchbacks because you're switching back and forth. Okay. 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 Yep. So we're driving around. Everything's pretty normal, and then all of a sudden you just hear, a boom, and it was just fucking like we got both headsets on and everything and everybody in our vehicle was like oh shit we knew we got hit yeah something blew up was it the first time you guys got hit uh that was actually the first mission that i was out on as a medic because okay. i was always at the battalion needs wait, wait wait wait. this is your first mission out as a medic on that that day like while you're in afghanistan well so we have we had medics for every route okay. clearance. See, team. this I don't know. Yeah. So. Okay. So our route clearance team teams all had their own medic assigned. Okay. So I stayed back, did my daily thing, worked on it, the TMC and whatnot. And uh, as we got into um, the cycles of everybody getting to go home for a little vacation, when R and R, I filled in. Uh, there was that time uh, our medic was home. And mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't another medic coming in from another company or whatever, another fob to take his place. So I went out that day and we got hit. And uh, like I said, everybody was like, oh, shit. I, did I hear, do I remember it was like a 200 pound IED? It was probably was closer to three. three. Okay. It was huge. So that's okay. What vehicle did it hit? It hit a. Uh, Were no, they still doing Humvees then or no? No, 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 no. no it was a, yeah, it was MRAP. Okay. What's it was. that stuff? I'm, I'm it, like a like a big jeep up armored jeep i don't know how to explain it, yeah, it it's like any of the more recent war movies you've seen where you see the big up armored vehicles that look like like tractors like for a tractor okay. trailer or something they're just huge huge vehicles okay. the, the, there's not no armies out there so how many vehicles are like in a line when you are going in your convoy uh that know. day Really? Ballpark, dude. Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. Well, I'm just don't... trying to remember yeah. what they were yeah. all called, you know, because like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not good with names. I guess <laughs> there was probably one, two, three, four, five. I want to say there were seven, eight, maybe thirteen. I'm not <laughs> okay. positive. Yeah, no, that's all okay. Good, man. Yeah, it's we're one trying of those. To get an idea. Yeah, it's okay. um, but and it was the third vehicle back that got hit. And, uh, did so they know, was it a time debt then? Well, or was it a pressure plate? Yeah. A pressure plate. Really? I think, I think it was. Jesus, you're nasty. <laughs> you're like, well, right like, I was spot. thinking, like, if it was a pressure thing, wouldn't the first one? Um, like if... that's so it was I... a deep buried IED. So it, was, it had been there a while from what I can remember people talking about. It had been there a while mm-hmm. and just unutilized. And we have, like, they're basically... Uh, front end loader type vehicles. Big called, vehicles. Yeah, okay. I think they're called the Husky or whatever. Yeah, they drive over and they've got uh, M something R panels on. It's like a huge, huge metal detector. Mm. And oh. I can't remember if we had one or two of those that day, but it drove over it and didn't. You know, 
we've done over those were they are those called like hmes or something like those are the ones that are like more like homemade or something like that i i it's been a while for me so i can't no. remember but because there's a copper form projectile i don't know sorry i'm this is the common engineer aspect of it more so than your medic part i just i yeah. should have done a little more homework on the it's okay. no it doesn't <laughs> no, no, no that's not relevant we're asking really. weird just, detailed questions but anyway well so anyways we hear the boom and we're all waiting to see you know are we getting attacked was mm -hmm. that just a one-time deal and uh we didn't get attacked not that i know of and then i'm like what am i doing what am i doing am i going am i going what am i doing you know it's running through my what head I'm how far away were, were you from that vehicle do you remember like i think we did have 13 because i think i was like the seventh vehicle back okay. or something and like, it was really weird because like we're going around these switchbacks and then there's like a uh, was space, spacing was was a was a, like a spread out convoy oh, yeah. yeah oh okay yeah and we were last vehicle or next to last vehicle and uh like there's you know there's like a ravine that went down and there's water running through the stream and stuff and then there's like there's like a four foot rock wall and stuff and they're like yeah go can you go so i hop out the back here i am running all the way up there i get there and i'm like holy shit you know i'm just trying to triage the just the entire scene because the truck is blown all the shit there's parts and pieces everywhere so you're the only medic for all of those people yeah i mean um, we had cls guys um i can't remember if there was more medics on the convoy or not to be honest with you i don't remember but i know i was there first and it's like Holy shit, you know, there's all the guys on the ground securing the scene and whatnot, but I get there and I see uh Gornowitz, he's like like the turret, his gun turrets sitting there in the water. He's laying on the on the you know on the bank. And uh so I run up to him, start doing my thing with him. I'm was not gonna get responsive, you don't mind, or uh minimally. Okay. Like I mean he was really in rough shape. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, but I did, you know, I started doing what I could and I'm like, I got to triage the rest of the guys, you know, cause yeah. there's more people in the vehicle. I know. Uh, Clifton was still alive in the vehicle. Um, specialist Jane, he like where the ID hit, hit right behind his seat. So mm. it ki killed instantly. Um, Sergeant Ben got thrown out. Um, and when I got up, he was the first person I saw. He was laying on the other I don't know if it was the other side of the stream or not, but I got up to run to him and I was told, nope, stay with Gorn. He didn't make it. I'm like, holy shit. You know, Jeez, and I was like, man. that shit's real, you know, and, and it, with Gene, we had to extricate him, you know, because he was wedged in there. Not to be gruesome, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And we said it was going to be real and yeah. there's the forewarning. I don't know. I'm, I got to no, say, you, you know, know sidetrack yeah. myself a little bit because... Like I said earlier, I'm a weepy bitch and it, I can't control emotions very it's well. Okay. But. So we did our thing. We got Clifton out. Um, we got everybody packaged, um, you know, on, on the litters and whatnot, waiting for the birds to come in to pick them up. Spent all that time with Gornowitz and uh, like where the birds landed was man, probably it seemed like two football fields away. I can't remember exactly because you know, by that point we're all muddy, wet, and you know, in the shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so hauling the litters up to get them staged so when the choppers landed they were there. 
That's a lot of work. Like that's like, you know, I don't know. Everybody's like, oh, medics are lazy. Medics are lazy, you know, but like 90% of the time we're just there. 10% of the time we're doing what nobody else can, you know, yeah. and that's, I don't know. I say that to inspire people, not to say that well, I do yeah. what nobody else can. I, I can't do everything. Well, <laughs> I simply can't. Yeah. I took yeah. that day. Yeah, you yeah. do a lot, man. Yeah. And, um, so we passed off, you know, they picked up the guys, passed off Gornowitz. Um, he stayed alive through the flight. And from what I remember, he made it six hours into surgery before they said he exanguated. So he had blood out on the table. So I feel like, you know, I did what I could. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. I kept him alive that far. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's fucking deep, man. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, then after that. Was it during the day or during the night when that happened? That was bright and early in the morning. Yeah. And we literally spent all day there doing recovery with the vehicles picking up the bits and pieces, looking for gear, making sure we had everything so nothing was left for Hadi to pick up. Uh, you know, that was pretty hard because the guy's like, What's, you know, they're asking me because they didn't mm-hmm. get to see it. You know, they're securing the, the perimeters and shit. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get to, you know, not everybody got to be part of it. So throughout the whole day, like just soaking wet and <laughs> I took a couple minutes, went back to the vehicle smoked a cigar i was like man it's fucking crazy like, yeah you know i'm just trying to just make sense of it soak it in like what do you do what do you say you know it's like i don't know how useful i am anywhere else but i gotta sit for a minute because like when the adrenaline dump was yeah. over yeah yeah no it was like you gotta be ready for that to kick back in and have something left so i yep. sat down i just smoked a cigar and like fuck you know it's like i smoked it i don't smoke now but I get back out and, you know, I'm helping pick up all the stuff, get things loaded. We're waiting for vehicles to come from other fobs and, you know, the air support was there and everything. I got to see all the, like the classified pictures and stuff. And there's, there's pictures of me working on Lauren. Mm. It's, you know, it's awesome that I got to see those because it's like, oh, I was there, I did it, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, I you did, did what it. I could there. Yeah. But I get to see them. Yeah. I mean, you, you did, you saved him, man. You didn't, it just didn't make it. You know, you did what you could. Like, that's, yeah. that's the way I see it. And the guys throughout the day, you know, like I was saying, they're asking me about him. I'm like, he ain't never going to walk the way he did again, but he's going to make it. And I was, in my heart, I knew he was going to make it. You know, everybody was always talking about November 3rd. We get back next morning. It's, I don't remember what time it was. It was, Real early the next morning, more pulled into the fob. And I'm in my in my chew taking off bloody wet boots and everything. And like you can't get the smell of burnt flesh off you. It doesn't happen. Yeah. All the wet wipes in the world aren't gonna do it. Yeah. I get a knock on my door and it's one of my battle buddies. It's like, Hey, did you hear? I'm like, What? Corn didn't make it. I was like, Fuck. Dude. It was crazy. I was like, Oh, that's man. when like the real shock set in because i was like what are you supposed to yeah you know yeah like this isn't how it's supposed to be like i fucking all my years as a medic i did my best to do what i could for everybody yeah. whether it's a fucking 
a cut, a scrape, a fucking broken nose, broken ankles, you know, whatever. Yeah. Nobody ever died. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. And then, like, people like, like, even just going to Afghanistan, people are like, why are you going? You don't have to go. Yeah. You know, because, like, I have all kinds of issues at home. Yeah. Always have. So, <laughs> like, I could have very well been like, well, I got this and I can't do it. Yeah. And I could have gotten out of the deployment. But I, it's like I tell everybody. I didn't put all this into the military to be a bitch and not go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is what yeah. I trained for is right. to be there. Yeah. And, That's you know. You were meant to be there. You're supposed to be there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know yeah. I've saved people's lives. Just not that day and not that, you know, big of an incident. Or for some of these people watching that that, that know that were, that were the person that I took care of, you know, though it, it it is a big deal for sure, but it wasn't on the battlefields. What I'm trying to say, yeah. You know, on the battlefield, like I wanted to be super medic, you know. Yeah. But you do what you can, and I learned that day, and it set in. You can't save them all. Yeah. You can't save them all. Yeah, and you got to think too, man. Like I'm sure that day changed you, and hopefully, you can use it to change you for the better for the rest of your life, and you know, appreciate what you do have, man. That's yeah, and for the ones that you did save, yeah, you know, yeah, and like days like this year when you fucking you're just because you're not doing medic type of shit, man, you're there for me. I don't know, it's it's corny as shit, but you know that's still something. Like you're still there for people, and I know you're a helpful person for a lot of people. Like that's you, is yeah. Entirely. That's that's a neat aspect. Is it just because I'm not in the military? I went IRR, half-ass retirement is what I call it. Yes. Yeah. You know, IRR, they still call you up, and I still had the option to go back in because it's not like I wasn't fit for duty. I just started my own career with my own business and, yeah. you know, like, and family. I yeah. don't want to travel anymore. Right. The deployment, call me for deployment tomorrow. I'll be on the plane. <laughs> I'll make it happen, but to like go to JRTCs and shit like that, I'm like, yeah. no, I battled yeah. my ass off to get custody of my little boy. And then after I got it, I'm like, nothing else matters. Yeah. I don't need to spend, you know, weeks away from right. home for a paycheck. Yeah. I can make my paycheck right at my house and not leave my house. So, you know, it's not like my whole business is through my home, but yeah. I, you know, weddings and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a day trip. You go do it, you come home, right. you know, making yeah. rings and stuff, the coin rings. You, know, you do it and, and you make money at home. I can make money at home. If my boy's like, uh, Dad, my concert's tonight. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm going to be there. Yeah. Why? Because I set my hours. Yeah, yeah. Customer yeah. doesn't want to wait. They can find another contractor. It's yeah. fine by me. You know, <laughs> there's. It gets to the point where yeah. I wouldn't say I'm old and crotchety, but I'm just at the <laughs> point where I'm like, I ain't doing it. You, yeah. you want it done right now and I got this concert? Yeah. Guess what outweighs it? You know? <laughs> you and your there's, family. There's other plumbers out there. There's other... Other people that can take care of issues, but man, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm a rambler. So how much I'm just trying to, th- you know, just being honest. These are my thoughts. I don't even care about the podcast at this point because these are questions I'm I'm thinking. Uh, how much longer were you there after that incident? After so it was November third, two thousand twelve. Correct. That was when yeah. that debt hit. Yeah. Um, do you remember the next few days after that? Like, did, was it? Does it dial down? Does it ramp down? Or it did you absolutely, the memories the fall off uh, because, like, what meant the most to me that I took from that yeah. is they had uh, uh, 
the chaplains come in from other fives to talk to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're all standing, you know, in a building and they're talking to us yeah and i'm like soaking it all in looking around see who's hurting worse to you know watch out for tell their battle buddies watch out for them not say oh hey i saw him crying we're all fucking crying yeah yeah but the people that you knew it was going to hit hard because they're our brothers you know yeah and some yeah. brothers are closer than other brothers yeah. it's just way oh yeah 100 man and you know i was like looking around like who am i going to have to watch out for because i want to make sure i'm there yeah you know uh, but like that was like super super deep for me. Everything else after that is solemn. Yeah, he's got to deal with emptying out their living quarters and you know yeah. the paperwork and and tracking Clifton who got sent to Germany and you know like there so, yeah, the show no, doesn't stop. Just you, just so people know, like there there so it's four people in the Vic and the one verse did live. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Clifton lived, and yeah. um, and oddly enough. I've never seen him again since. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, oh, but I also haven't been to the graves. Yeah. You know, I got back and and like my motorcycle was like that was my therapy. Like, you know, I got back in it's just really weird the way it played out. My son was born six months before I got home. Um I got home I think twenty one days after he was born, got to see him for like three or four and the girl I was with then was like, I'm moving to California. You know, I kind of knew she was, but I thought being home, having the baby, mm -hmm. I could change yeah. that. And she did it for a job opportunity. And I told her, I'm like, just wait for me, wait yeah. for me. I'll get home. I'll, I'll sell everything. And we'll go to California and buy a restaurant and do, do your thing. Yeah. Wait for me. She wouldn't wait. Yeah. So while yeah. I was home on leave, I filed an emergency uh, court hearing and the judge is like, well, Mr. Kearney, you got another six months overseas. What do you want to do? Do you want to keep him here with like grandparents or something? And I'm like, here was my fatal flaw that fucked up a lot of years of my life and brought out a lot of darkness that just added to November 3rd was I was like, I don't care if she takes him with her to California, as long as he's back when I get home. Yeah. And boy, did that fuck me because... Why? When I got home, he came back for a visit. Huh. And there was not a fucking thing I could do because she mm. was primary caregiver for six months, mm. had the primary residence for six months in California. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm selling my house and getting lawyers, team of them, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to, like, there's only a few things in this world that I want every night, and that's a hug for my little boy. You know, yeah. I, and like my older boy, I want to talk, be able to talk to him whenever I want to, you know? Yeah. And my boy was six months old and I had it in the court documents because things got really, really rough. I had to get it in the court documents that from six to seven or whatever time we agreed on every night or I can't remember if it was every night or whatever, but I could call him. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you get the update, she, you know, the ex would be on the phone talking about it. And other times all I could do is talk to him, yeah. listen to him coo, because he didn't talk, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like shit like that. It's like, man, this is fucking, it's dark. It's, yeah. You got no way out. There's nothing in, in the lawyers. Talk to several different lawyers. They're like, you can sell your house, but it's just going to get uh, written out in litigation or whatever the hell they said until you're out of money. Yeah, it's like you're 
you're not really gonna win. And then it's a unique system. That's so crazy. Long story short, my son was just turning three. I had him for visitation, and I drove. um, He was in Oklahoma at that point, and I like spent a good portion of the money I had saved through deployment to go see him, flying out to California and back. And a lot of it turned into games and shit. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like she'd be like, you're not seeing them. You know, I'm like, what? You know, there was times like uh, I flew him back and I would have to get a plane ticket, fly out, pick him up, fly back with him, more plane tickets, fly him back and then fly myself back. Oh my gosh. And uh, it's expensive. And when she tells you that you're not getting them and then two days before she's like, well, I haven't heard from you. Are you coming to get them or not? It's like, what the so you go and spend tap dollars to get those tickets like last minute Ugh. and go pick them up and you know just crazy things yeah. like begging like can i please just you know my layover seven hours before my flight from california heads back towards new york can i please have them mm-hmm. even if he's just here at the airport yeah. no so there i sit That's at the so uso sad. in the airport for seven hours and there's not much sadder in this world and i would never do this to her mm-hmm. there's nothing sadder than that return flight you know you're sitting yeah. there damn yeah. <laughs> i can't imagine with your little little boy you know um toddler he's got his blankie in the airport chair you're having bananas and stuff and mm. then she picks him up and you're there by yourself damn man like and like just watching that shit and you know some of the things that you had mentioned I could relate to yeah. when we mm-hmm. talk. I'm yeah. like, man, like you got to hear this shit, dude. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can sympathize with you. You know, yeah. I, I never profess like, I know what you're going through. Yeah. I have no fucking clue what you're going through, but it sounds a little bit like what I went through. And yeah. I'm still here years later. Yeah. And I won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bottom line, you know, like you take those little victories and yeah. they're yours. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's why I'm here tonight is, you know, just to sit here and cry on your couch and <laughs> tell you about like how it worked for me. And yeah. you can agree like, yeah, like some of the shit you told me worked and you people out there, you can take you know, this shit. It doesn't have to be just about child custody. Or yeah. It's about bad times and how to get yes. through this shit. Dude, that's yeah. the thing. Like people don't realize like. And I didn't realize till this year, like when, you know, me being me reaching out to people and talking to different people, talking to you, like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a doctor, you're a CEO of a company or you're a janitor of a company. You are, people always go through shit and it doesn't matter how successful you are. And like, sometimes the successful people go through the most difficult things. And like those people that, you know, seem as if they have it going on on the outside looking in, you know, they might have it darker and harder than anybody else. And like, and I think that's why, like, I encourage people, like, talk about whatever you're going through, at least to somebody, at least, you know, preferably a couple people that are going to treat you decently. Um, but there's no better connection you're going to get with somebody than talking to them about what hardships you've been through. And then for them to open up, open up and exchange their hardships, like, that has yeah. literally saved me this year. Like, me being me, opening up, and just people just returning fire with you know, their side of their story and like what, the, and like, there's been times I've called people, you know, I won't, I won't talk about the situations until they become, you know, maybe they can get them on this podcast, but I've called people this year. Like I called you a few months ago and I called them and I, I'm calling them to bitch and moan about, you know, my bullshit I got going on. And then I find out they have shit that's 
makes my stuff not even an issue compared to Mm -hmm. theirs like like not even in the realm of comparison and like that says a lot because i I, you know i think oh holy shit like nobody could have it worse than me you know because because your issues are your issues and i don't care what your issues are whether it's cancer or weight you know you know weight or you know your sexuality or whatever the fuck your issue is like stuff yeah like your issue is yours yeah but it's also not just your friends that you want to open up to if you feel like you can't do that there's so much other help out there yeah you know it's like therapists counselors whatever and there's so much out there yeah um if you feel stuck and if you don't want you don't want to (laughs) yes my man (laughs) if you don't want to talk to your friends because you don't want them to know things it's fine go talk to someone a professional if you want and then you know they don't know you they don't know anything about you so it's not just a one-sided type of thing too yeah which a lot of times you know if you talk to your friends they're going to side with you regardless because a lot of people don't you know yeah, yeah, they, you know, that that's that's what I've liked to do. I like to talk to people that don't know me, that don't know anything about anybody that I'm affiliated with, and like just getting their insight. Like, hey, what's your opinion on this? And sometimes I think getting a non biased opinion yes. is the most powerful thing that we can do. Yeah. But the problem is, you got to be really, really honest about giving the situation and the details and stuff like that. But yeah. I know myself. If there's things that I like, cannot either put that much time into you know like weeks now i'm not talking like yeah. a day or two a day or two i don't care yeah i've left my house at early hours in the morning to drive two hours on my motorcycle 40 degree weather just to make sure shotguns unloaded and make yeah. sure are good yeah you know literally yep. that's just what we do but mm-hmm. so many times people are like oh yeah i went to this counselor i went to this person and I didn't like them, you know, the V or the VA rep. They're like, I didn't like this person. Yeah. Go to another one. And then they quit yeah. though and they yes. lose hope. Yeah. On yeah. all counts, it's yes. like, fuck man. Yeah, no, that's, that's just, insane. Uh, yeah. It's like the price is right. You just keep naming prices <laughs> yes. till you get the right one, you right. know, and it's going to happen. Yeah. You got to find the right one for you yep. and they're all different. And that's another thing like with like when it gets you know, sometimes past that or where it starts from is like suicide prevention. Like I don't look at it as suicide prevention. I look at it as how can I fucking help this guy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Period. Yeah. it's not yeah. suicide prevention in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause somebody's going through tough shit and you're being there for him. Yep. Yeah. Like that's it. That yeah. term is used way too fucking much. Yeah. But if it's too deep, like say they're flying back from the Dominican Republic and they put a bunch of shit on their Facebook about just, unbelievable shit that you would never talk about mm-hmm. ever out loud and you pick up on that and you're like bro are you all right and yeah you know you get i'm gonna commit suicide by cop at the airport yeah. when i land i can't remember what state they were landing in i'm like whoa buddy let's talk yeah. about this yeah you know and literally you know this was all through facebook messaging and then we called it he called me when he landed but uh I, he was in the dominican getting ready to head out when he put all this crazy shit on Facebook. So I instantly just started like messaging all his friends. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, the friends that I know that knows him and we got a network going and we got like a group chat going, several group chats going. Cause it was like faster than I could type. Yeah. And uh, long story short, I got him talked out of fucking the death by suicide or death, suicide by cop. And I'm like, dude, let, let's get you help. Let's get you to talk to somebody you haven't talked to yet, whatever. And like it did, it, it worked, you know, yep. he got home and didn't get shot by a cop. He got taken to get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was cops or ambulance or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, 
you know, it's one of those things. It's like sometimes people just need a nudge. And yeah. like this guy came back from like pouring out deep, dark, crazy shit that yep. you only read about like serial killers, you know, like that they'll tell you whatever, you know, and he wasn't a serial killer or anything, but it was just dark shit. Like not like, I don't know. I'm not going to go in there, but yeah, it was just, I'm like, whoa. Fuck, I've never read anything like this on Facebook before, yeah. you know, but uh, he came back from that, you know, he came back from that and went on with a normal life Yeah, uh, for years. Yeah. Hey, you could have contributed to that, man. Like, you don't Absolutely know. Absolutely like, did. You know, change yeah. the trajectory of someone's life just by being Yeah, in sometimes you got to snatch people by the face, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you just get them to another train track. Well, then it gives around. people hope because... If that person was so dark and deep into his own depression and sadness and he's like thriving now or just doing better now, that's everything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, save someone's life. There's people that have families now, you know, that yeah. they wouldn't have like children and wives and mm-hmm. thriving, like good yes. careers. And it's like, yeah, I'll yeah. never understand it, but I want to understand what, why they were there. Yeah. You know? Do you know how many people this year have talked to me and said things to me similar to like, just like, Hey, like, I don't know where you came from or where you decided to talk to me, but I, you know, like they've been very appreciative of me talking to them in 99% of it was just me reaching out to them to talk about my bullshit. And in the, in doing so, you know, just hearing their story and like, like these yeah, people are like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I have the most corny, I have, I can make a podcast series literally based off of these people that I've helped by not even intentionally helping just literally being there for him. And like, and I had no idea, no idea what I was doing. I was just being me, just trying to be nice to these people and be there for them. And man, there's a lot of times where there's nothing I can do immediately Yeah, because they're, you know, just in full Eeyore mode, like, Woe is me. I'm not (laughs) going to take any of your advice. You know, like I'm not, I'm listening to you and whatever. And I'm just like, I've, on my refrigerator, there's like six different magnets with probably 20 different numbers for suicide hotlines. Yeah. Because I've called all of them just to make sure. Like, I'll call and be like, so I got a guy, if he calls you, do you call and have him committed? Is he going to get picked up by cops? What's going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. or do you just talk to them? Yeah. You know, because some people are, they don't want to go spend however many hours they get yeah. stuck after they come down from where they were yeah. just because it's taken so goddamn long stuck in a hospital room. Yeah. They just want to talk to somebody. And if I don't have what they need to hear, I want to tell them, like, I've called this number and they're not going to commit you. They're not going to send an ambulance to come take you to mm-hmm. the hospital. Wow. And like, you know, there's tons of people. I tell people all the time, like, look at the churches, look at like the VA, mm-hmm. you know, just all the resources that are out there because yeah. people don't know. And like exactly. they'll have one bad experience at one spot or like the churches are all hypocrites. Well, they might be hypocrites, but they might have seen a thing or two. They might yeah. know a thing or two. Yeah. You know, I think that's the thing too. People have a hard time reaching out and being like vulnerable or whatever. Um, they don't want to seem weak, I think. They want to yeah. pretend they, everything's they worry okay. About judgment. And yeah, absolutely. they're gonna. Yeah, they're and gonna. It's kind of like starting a podcast, but they, they don't want anybody to know well, why. Right, yeah. it's embarrassing. Yeah. It can be embarrassing, yeah, it can and be. it you can't judge people on why they're depressed or sad. Maybe they don't even know why. 
Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, um, I wanted to, while I just remembered, you started talking to me about, you mentioned your brother and then I told you, you never told me anything about your brother. Oh, well, it's, <laughs> that goes along with like coming home. So like I said, you know, I came home to an empty house, you know, there's, I had my, my older boy, um, you know, like that's open visitation. We've never gone to court for custody or anything. Cause I was, you know, cool. my first divorce, I was like, look, doing 50, 50 custody. And she told me, she's like, you just want 50, 50 custody. So you don't have to pay child support. I'm like, the money will be there, but I'm not a Tuesday, Thursday, every other weekend. Dad, if the circus is in town, we're going to the fucking circus and I'll drop them <laughs> off at school the next morning. Yeah. Like you're not keeping overnight on a school. Land. I'm like, I'm his dad. I'm going to do whatever what? the fuck I feel we need to do. When I need him, I need mm -hmm. him. Well, he needs me. He needs me. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I don't care if he's going to another school. I'll drive there. Like I'm not a Tuesday, Thursday, every yeah. other weekend dad. I grew up in that environment mm -hmm. and it fucking kills a guy, kills yeah. kid. You know, yeah. it, 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 it's hard. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that worked, but on the same note, I can go out and have the best day, get on my mountain bike, ride for <coughs> 20 miles, whatever, go out in the kayak, kayak for all day long, come home. It's still the same fucking couch I'm sleeping on because I couldn't yeah. even walk up and sleep in my bed. You know, I'm yeah. like, I'm all alone. So yeah. I was stuck like that. And, you know, it's like work, home, do cool shit, but you still go home to that empty house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't even know if my brother knew it. My brother, Bill, just, he just showed older up. Older or younger? Older. Year older. She just showed up and just like, I don't know if he even knew what he was doing or what I was in. But he just pulled me the fuck out of it. Like, just started including me in shit. And I'm like, fuck, man. That's what happens when you just care more. Yeah. You know, and that's a stolen saying. That's uh, one of my ADHD group friends. Her son has just care more. Uh, there's lots to that. But yeah. I like it. No, no, yeah. that's, that's a good yeah. saying, yeah. man. Just yeah. care more. Like, and, and anybody could use thing. that. Like, yeah. When I look at, you know, what's in front of me in text or somebody calls me, I'm like, what can I do there? I'm like, I just got to care more. How? Yeah, and you know it's one of those like this little catchphrase that sticks in my head, dude. If everybody applied that, if everybody applied that saying, just care more. Like it, it sounds corny, but yeah, it's it, true. this world would be a little it's bit so better true. place. Yeah, yeah, it's it just makes it easier to walk around knowing that you're doing what you can for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and reciprocating what's been done for you. Yeah, you know what's been done for me is not going to work for everybody else. Mm -hmm. But if I can have the same trajectory I was on, you know, if I can shift them just a little bit yeah. to go, you know, find that person that can make the full switch mm -hmm. for them. That's yeah. what I got to do every day, you know, yeah. and another person is uh, Laura friend. Like she is literally a living angel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Awesome. Um, it's amazing. It, I love hearing that. Yeah. And like, she was referred by another army buddy. She's like, he's like, you got to talk to Laura. And I'm like, Who is this Why? person? Um, unless so, you can't go in detail, it's, it's, uh, it's, dude, it's a lot of years of complexity right there. <laughs> She's literally just a living angel. If you can think of however a living angel should make you feel. Yeah. I've got a few that coming her. to my life this year. That's her. Just like, she's amazing. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> saying, but yeah, cause I wouldn't be, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Living mm. angel. But it's, she's one of those people that like, you know, in dark hours, you just, I could talk to her because I didn't know her. That's another thing. I didn't know her. How did I was you just, get to know this person? Um, I can't remember exactly who told me, but it was somebody from 444 
told me like you need to talk to Laura. And I'm like, it's hard to say Laura because my first wife. You still talk to her? Laura. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. yeah. You don't give up on that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's it's one of those things. She's a photographer. She's you know she does. I don't I don't want to like yeah, 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 all her yeah, stuff yeah, out there, but she's there for veterans. We'll just put it that way. That's cool, man. And just changes lives everywhere she yeah. goes. Every time. Angels oh, walk among us. Speaking of that, you reminded me of something I want to bring up because I, during my last therapy session at the VA, I decided to talk. Uh, I told the lady how I was doing and she was speechless. Like she didn't know, she didn't seem like she knew what to say because I'm like, I'm doing good. And I went into detail of how I'm doing and she's just like, wow. And I told her, I'm like, is there any way, is there any sort of service where I could volunteer for the VA and like just be there for you know, and mental health victims and stuff. Cause I'm, I'm in an incredibly good place in my head and I believe I'm going to remain here regardless of what goes on in my life mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, not saying I won't have bad days. I still have bad days, but well, overall, you let, you, you let me in on your bullshit and I ain't letting you have, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I ain't letting you go back to where you were. Yeah. So I, I wrote a really nice letter to the VA and I sent it to the secure messaging, such a pain in the ass to the VA patient portal, all that bullshit. And it's like, you got, in order to check the message, you get an email saying you got a new message, you got to log in, you got to deal with multi-factor authentication. I'm, a, I'm an IT nerd, for those of you that don't know. But, uh, and, um, so it's, it's a pain in the ass, but I, I'm like, can you guys just please email me? And they did, and they sent me an email, um, that I think I, t- I attached the email, I removed the name on there, but I put it on this, um, podcast advertisement that I made, and it's, I don't know, it's just... I'm surprised. Like, I really want to try to help. And I think I could help people. I think I could help people by talking to them, just being real as real could be. Um, yeah, but you just, also don't judge people and you give yeah. them all sorts of different views on everything, not just one. And it's yeah. not even just your opinion. It's like, I feel like you have millions of opinions towards things most of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really do. Like, you're so open. Yeah, and I agree. But um, yeah, maybe this podcast will get their attention. I, I would like that because I would like to be able to give back in because I've had an incredible support structure that not everybody has because yeah. a lot of people went through the year that I went through. You know, granted, it's not military related. It's completely unrelated to that shit, but it's still, you know, outside of the military, you can still have shit that's incredibly challenging. So, yeah, and you can let it make you or break you. And in this case, I'm attempting to let it make me. Um, well, what? clearly, it's like whatever you're doing is working for you and you're good yeah. and healthy physically and mentally. And I've never been better in my entire life, yeah. um, you know, and it's cool because, you Same. know, going through, if you, if you can go through hardship and you can somehow, and I don't know how I did this. I'd love to be able to tell people how, and I have a couple ideas how, but if you can change your perspective, you can spin it around and you can use whatever you're going through to just make your life better and just not mm-hmm. dwell on things out of control. I know I said that earlier, but. And I know it's too, but everyone's like, well, look on the bright side. It's like, that's kind of true. When things are happening yeah. and it's kind of dark and gloomy and you feel sad and stuff, like, look on the bright yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, I know. The, <laughs> the, cuff, the cup's half full. Like, I've been saying that at work to my, some of my coworkers lately because they've been bitching about stuff. And, you know, the cup's half full. SNL, Saturday Night Live, where the guy was like, I don't know, he was some kind of nerd or something in the skit. And he's like, I'm, he's looking in the mirror. He's like, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> no. no, no. I'm old. Yeah, I was gonna it's say Saturday old. night. What? Saturday? <laughs> oh, I was like, no, I'm kidding. I, I was trying was to call him old again. I thought that was real. But yeah, I mean, like being a medic, you don't get a lot of counseling, you know, like training, like in depth stuff. So, yeah. but you learn as you go, and you learn from your older peers, you know, that are teaching the ways of the medic, you know, whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we've dealt tons of 
tons of shit. And so I learned over the years, but I don't have any like formal training in this, but I look at it like it's better than a sharp fecal dip punji stick in the eye. Right. You know, talk to me, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's one of those things. Like I probably the only person I know that has their phone number listed on the Facebook, uh, whatever the mm. hell it is. That like info part or yeah. something. Yeah. You, wow. You know, okay. You know how many prank calls I've gotten? None. Mm. You know how many I've gotten because I got my number off Facebook and they see my, you know, I used to do the, the deal where they're like, let me get two of my brothers. I know who they are, whatever to, you know, post about suicide awareness. I always post about things like that quite often, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm no longer going to just copy and paste. I'm going to write my own bullshit mm -hmm. and use one of the numbers that I like to use instead of just whatever the de facto yeah. number is on the stupid is basically a meme. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing the chain bullshit anymore. Yeah. Like I can do better myself and more so than anything. I just message people, you know, like mm -hmm. I people all the time. If they pop in my head I'm like, Hey brother, what's happening? Hope that you're having a great day. I love you. Yeah. 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 You know, dude, you know, I that's do that the, too, yeah. sporadically, you know, I, I keep in contact with a lot of my old army buddies scroll down. And it's like, sometimes like in one day I'll do like 20 people that I haven't talked to in so long, you know, and it's just reaching out, just sending a little heart emoji, just something. So they know that you're thinking about them to make their day. Yeah. Do you know how many, I just called, I won't name his name, but I just called a guy the other night, you know, him. I'll tell you after the podcast, I don't want to give away his personal mm -hmm. business, but I called him and I, and I may have had a couple too many drinks. Um, and I'm not a big drinker, but I, yeah, I'm drinking right now. Um, anyway, I called this guy and, uh, it was, we we're laying in bed and I decided I'm like, I had an idea. I call him like, Hey, you want to be famous? He's like, what? And I'm like, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I got a podcast. You know, I was just fucking around with him. But and I'm like, hey, and I, I tell him what I got going on. I'm like, you know, I'm motivated. I've never been so motivated in my life. And I've talked about the podcast idea and all this shit. And he's like, he's like, I haven't talked to this guy in like four or five months. And he's like, he's listening to me and he sounds like he's getting excited. He's like, dude, he's like, Matt, he's like, I just got fired today for my job. And like, I'm like, what are the odds? And you know, the thing, the thing that's crazy about that is I've been saying, what are the odds this entire fucking year? I've been reaching out to people and I reach out to them. I talk to them and like coincidental shit has been happening this entire year. And I, I try to wrap my head around it, but you know, I've been listening to a lot of motivational podcasts and stuff. One of them's uh, your world within it's corny as shit. This guy's good it's, at talking. No, it's you don't not know. corny no, though. Dude, it is. It is beautiful. It's so shit. good. It is. But anyway, <laughs> my point is like they talk about that and they're like people don't realize you have complete. I'm gonna say they say complete control over certain aspects of your life to the point you can, if you put effort into it, you can morph your life into something you never imagined. As long as you stay positive and you stay confident and you believe in yourself and like, and it's it's corny, but man, let me tell you what. I've stayed positive for about a month and a half, two months now, and my entire life is transformed in ways I never, never in a million years thought possible. It's so true, though. So I hope, I hope somebody hears that and they're like, you know what? This guy seems fucking semi-real. I'm completely real, by the way, but semi-real. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. I question every day if I'm losing my mind, but um, no, I'm, I'm doing good. And you can, you have complete control over your own life and what goes on in a lot of ways and there's things that you don't have control over but i'll tell you what is staying in shape you know i've been you know i cut like 20 pounds i didn't even try i literally I stopped eating like an 
once a day I'll be like, all right, I don't need a donut when I get free donuts at work today. I turned down a donut. <laughs> I was so proud of myself for turning down that fucking donut today. We got free donuts for a vendor. I would like it. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, they look so good. And I'm like, I'm good. And, and like I don't know. It sounds stupid, but if you do that once a day, like you yeah. turn down something you didn't the other day, like yeah, you might lose weight. I don't know. Everybody's metabolism is different. But not just losing weight, you'll feel better. Yeah. You know, yeah. physically and mentally. It's all Well, just the fact connected. that you turn down a donut. Who fucking cares? But yeah. guess what? It's stuck in your mind because it's part of the gear in the car. Yes. Yeah. Twisting things yeah. forward to you. And I think and you it's feel, a positive step. Yeah. And you feel like you're in control. Like well, if you were out of control, you would have been out. Two weekends ago, I woke up on a Sunday morning. It was a late night Sunday morning. We had, we, or late night. We had a late night Friday night. So Sunday morning, I wake up. We were, we had a fun night, went out and stuff. And I woke up and I'm like, like I'm going to run today. I'm going to go for a run, you know, because I'm motivated. I look outside and it's fucking raining. I'm like, shit, I'm like, screw that. And also, I'm like, I think about the podcast and they say, you know, if you force yourself mm-hmm. to do things when it's inconvenient for you, for example, rain, it makes it easier the next time you think about doing that thing. It gives you no excuse. And it's crazy because I went out, I ran in the rain with my Border Collie Arrow and I ran down, sat next to the lake and it was like, the most peaceful, beautiful morning. It was a light, light rain. It actually really stopped when I started raining. It would have sucked if it rained the whole time. So it was cold, but um, yeah. So anyway, fast forward to the following Sunday. I wake up this past weekend, and um, we wake up, and I look at her. I'm like, we should go for a run. She wasn't. She had no interest. But we try. We try to stay motivated. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And we went for a run, and again, we we always run down next to the lake and stuff down the same road. We always go down, and it's. You know, it's a beautiful time and mm-hmm. there's not ever been a time my entire life I've gotten out and ran or exercised or done anything where I'm like, wow, that fucking sucked. I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time I'm like, I feel great. Yeah. I feel better than I did before. Like, but, why don't people get off their asses more? Yeah. Where do you get to be my age, fucker? Yeah. <laughs> no, but the hardest times is when you really, really, really don't want to go. And then that's when you feel the best. That's like for yeah. me anyway. I run the best and work out the best when I really yeah. don't want to do it. That's like when you give your children a choice. Hey, like, hey, do you want to go to the park? No, I don't want to go. I'm going to sit, sit on video and, games yeah. and shit. Fuck, they like, get. All right, we're going because mm-hmm. Ma and I are going. You're going too. Yeah. And then yeah. Dude, my four, dude, listen, my 14 <laughs> year old. So we bought a heavy bag, um, punching bag for those of you that don't know. I bought a punching bag like a month ago, a month and a half ago or so. Best $150 I've ever spent. Granted, I didn't realize I needed like, I needed wrist wraps because after I started, after I learned how to hit, I'm like, I'm hurting my wrist. My knuckles are killing me. So I got some special wraps. Anyway, the other night I said to my son, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, like he's doing wrestling this year. I'm like, let's go, let's go in the garage. And he's playing fucking sitting on the computer playing games or whatever. And I I don't knock it. I played video games most of my life, but he's like, okay. You know, we go out and like, I'm telling him, I'm watching him hit the heavy bag. I'm like, dude, like you actually look like you're hitting so much better than you did when you first started hitting the heavy bag. And he's like, he's like, really? And you could see it in his eye. And it was cool. It was like, so cute. and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, you know, and I, you know, I just give him a little confidence. And mm-hmm. like, and all of a sudden I talked to him like, yeah, no, you look good. And, and he really did. I wasn't lying to him. Like if, he, if my son sucks at something, I tell my son, I don't sugarcoat shit. You know, you do bad in school. I say things that. I have a question. Yeah. So do you ever like getting back to like you, <laughs> your mental state? Do you ever think of stuff that makes you like sad or whatever? And then do you do, do, you do something to like pull yourself out of it? Uh, I guess? Always. I have to. Okay. I, I don't. 
like I get hyper focused on shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that feeling. You know, if yeah. I'm into something mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about at the moment, well, I'm on a five week program right now. Just a, a little backstory about what I do and why I do it. Yes. So I got a buddy going through some marriage issues, going through some issues that, you know, are dragging him down around that too. I'm like, how can I fucking help this guy? I'm like, you know, he lives 15, 20 minutes away. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I want to go help him. How's it going to fucking benefit me? Because that's a lot of time away from, mm-hmm. I mean, I, like if you look at my house, the siding's not done. You know, like this, that, and the third is not done. But if you look at, like I drive through anywhere town I drive through and be like, oh, yeah, I did that. I put that side. Yeah, I was going to say, every time I talk to you, you're doing something for someone yeah. else. I got, yeah. I'm driving a fucking NASCAR truck right now. It'll only turn left with power steering. Yeah. But, you know, my wife's car runs just fine. Yeah. The people Aww. that are like, hey, can you fix my shit? I go fix their shit, you know? But I'm on a five-week program right now because my buddy is in a you know, a low spot. And I could just tell that he's getting ground on. Like, he's, it's just grinding on him, the shit he's going through. I'm like, man, like, talking don't help. I'm like, bro, we, we got to do something. We got to mm-hmm. set up a program where we're doing something. Just one night a fucking week let's go do paint and sip or some dumb shit like that. And he's like, <laughs> well, then we got to spend money on drinks and, you know, th- to go do it. And I'm like, all right, fucker. I got vehicles at your house anyways. Like it's not, well, according to my wife, they're junk, but I got a <laughs> 72 Jeep commando. I got a 38 Plymouth in there. I rent garage space from the guy, but I was like, well, why don't we do something like fucking wrenching Wednesday? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you got a fucking shop that's a dream shop. I was like, let's go down there and start working on our shit. You got broke shit there. I got broke shit there. Yeah. Five weeks now, at least one night a week, we've been meeting up and it's a, it is what it is. Literally. I know some people hate that. Oh, it is what it is. I hate that saying it's fucking, it is what it is. If we go there and we we don't have any specific thing we've got to get done, there's no uh, there's no expectations. Mm-hmm. It's if it happens, it happens because yeah. chances are we're gonna break something on something we're working on. <laughs> yeah. What you know, it's just one of those things. It's it, but for five weeks now, and it, we've actually been getting together quite a bit more because like I'm hyper focused on getting my equipment trailer that I'm rebuilding done. Yeah. And uh <laughs> but we hang out and it's changed both of us. You know, Good. I walk yes. around with another smile. He walks around with a smile and yeah, it benefits awesome, both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can warrant going and spending the time because A, if I'm working on my trailer, he's working on my trailer with me. Yeah. If we're straightening up the shop, organizing tools, working on his shit, that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. If we're putting in some flooring over like the uh there's like a drain down the middle of his warehouse mm-hmm. and it's like he had uh, some metal things in there and it sucked to walk over. So we started cutting up mm-hmm. two by fours and putting them late because they fit perfect. And you can mm-hmm. even roll a creeper on. He's like, fuck, man, added bonus. See? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just the little things. It is. Yeah. And what's it do? It sets me up for my business future because this 20 foot tilt deck trailer is just a dream come true <laughs> for the price I paid for it. And I get to build it the way I want. Yeah. yeah. And for him, his shop's getting aligned. And mm-hmm. like the chakra is getting aligned too. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. Like I quit drinking um, almost a year and a half ago and he still drinks. And I'm like, you know, you can drink, but I, I'm just going to drink my NA beers. Like yeah. same as what I got in my Yeti tonight. Yeah. And you know, people are like, you don't drink. Like it was funny, Matt's like, I'm on my way. He's like, 
hey, there's a convenience store right down the street. You want to drink what we're drinking? Or you want me to go get you some beers? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I, don't, I brought any beers with me. He's like, yeah. oh, I forgot you told me you don't drink. Funny story. <laughs> Again, like joining the military, there was no fucking reason in particular. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was reasons, but there was nothing underlying where I had to stop drinking or die yeah. or whatever. But my wife kept telling me, you're an alcoholic asshole. It just kept coming up and coming up. I'm like, all right, fine. I quit drinking. She's like, no, you didn't. You won't do it. You can't do it. I'm like, Kim, <laughs> when I get deployed, you get like a few days when you're home to drink throughout the year. Like, it's no big deal for me to quit drinking. And just like a switch, I stopped drinking. Yeah. She like constantly, try this wine, try this wine, try this wine. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't gotcha. drink anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's, I did one shot with my son on his 21st birthday of Jagermeister. Yep. But I don't know. Some people are like, oh, you still drink that. You didn't quite drink it a year yeah. ago. No, Nobody whatever. said that. But I, I always think like people are going to think like if I don't mention that and they find out like I'm some kind of lying asshole. I'm like, nope. Whatever. I had one and I still consider that not drinking because I mean, you have a rum cake that wasn't cooked all the way. You're going to get some rum. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, I don't avoid it. Mm-hmm. But now she can't call me alcoholic asshole. She can only call me an asshole. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that took the wind out of her sails on that one. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I had another buddy that was um saw himself having some problems with alcohol and I'm like, bro, I'll quit drinking with you. Mm-hmm. And that's when I literally decided uh-huh. to quit drinking. It like the story about my wife just makes it all the funnier. Yeah. It is but funny. We also had a, a, a death in the family. I got a big family. We had a death in the family that was alcohol and driving related and I'm like fuck, man, I don't want that to even be close to me. Yeah, you know, that's I was so like, sad. you know, and like, there's just little things that yeah. will give you the drive to keep going. And you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, I could go out and drink or have a drink and it's not a problem or go get shitty. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't never drink to get drunk. And, but yeah. you know, would I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and have a beer? Fuck yeah. I like the taste of beer. <laughs> if I'm out camping, <laughs> it's like, what do I do? Yeah. Throw the bacon on the grill first or crack a beer? Cause I have no expectations yeah. of my day. Yeah. And if I'm, you know, it's one of those things. If it's Saturday and mm-hmm. I wake up and like, I'm just gonna have a beer. Yeah, it's not like it's like I gotta have a beer because my hands are shaking. I didn't go through any kind of detox, quitting drinking. Yeah. Just stop drinking. Yeah, it's yep. easy. Mm-hmm. The same with smoking. I quit smoking cigarettes two days after. I haven't touched them since. Yeah, it's yeah, like really. you know, that's the thing people need to realize too. Like that is such an. It's. Uh, I'm speaking from not. I've never been addicted to nicotine. Thank God, but. It is a choice, and it's that fucking easy. Like anybody could do it. It's just people just people like to rationalize yeah. and just make it harder yeah. than it really is. But yeah, I don't know. yep. Oh man, that's crazy the way it all works. Yep, it just really is. But it's all about like little things that just click in your mind, mm-hmm. turn the yeah. switch on, and you get it a little a light. Click. It's yep. definitely a click. Were there any things that you had written down? That any any things that we missed that you wanted to talk about before you kill it? Or? Let me look at my list. <laughs> we're actually we're at a hour and thirty three minutes. I'm actually Holy. shocked. Like I wow. said, I had a hard time hitting fifty minutes last time. We had a couple dead spots where it's like, uh, what do we say? But yeah, you guys did fine. So, like the one thing I did want to mention is yes, I'm an ordained minister. People, <laughs> I, did I mention? Yeah, I he married he married us. Yep. So yeah, but. People are like, oh, would that take you like 15 minutes online? You ordained, and I was like, no, I actually took my wife like three minutes, and I had nothing to fucking do with it. <laughs> Literally, I I got ordained to marry my little brother and his wife because 
you know, I made his wedding band for him and uh, he was looking for somebody to do it. And I'm like, bro, how about I get ordained and I do your wedding? He, so hey, awesome. this is on Facebook. So he messes his back. So cool. Are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, well, fine, dude, if you don't want me to, I won't. I don't I'm just trying to help you out. And he's like, no, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. So the wife got me ordained. She got ordained, never done anything with it. But for me, it's like kind of, that was my first wedding. So it wasn't like super graceful. But I've done 30 plus weddings now and I write everybody's ceremonies, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, I'm not advertising. <laughs> I really do have a point to this, but it's one of those things. People like what I write. Like they, oh, yeah. I got asked like, so what's your, your dream wedding venue to do? I'm like a flash mob wedding on Bolt Castle. Cause I thought it was super stupid expensive. Well, a couple from New Jersey got a hold of me. I went, sat with them, took all the notes and they're like, yeah, we, we like it. So they got married at Bolt Castle. That's where they were already planning on doing. They were just looking for somebody up here to do it. So instead of having like a DJ or whatever over there, they had a harp player. It was like a unicorn oh, wedding. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really fancy. It was just like my dream wedding. All the weddings I've done have been spectacular. I love doing weddings, but I wanted people to realize like, yeah, I say swear and everything else mm -hmm. as I'm keeping it real. And that's just me, but I don't consider myself a minister per se because i didn't devote my entire life to christ like the people that go to school for it and work in churches and whatnot i don't do church weddings i do any other kind of wedding but i consider myself preacher man because did awesome at our wedding that's for sure oh my gosh yeah it was awesome yeah it was a good time man. <laughs> yeah. and i look at like the way i do what i do is like michael landon from uh highway to heaven and uh, little house on the prairie you know he wasn't a preacher but he taught his flock, his yeah. family about God and figured out, maybe not even talking about God, but just showed them the way, Yeah, you know, with a little Christianity, whatever yeah. mixed in there, but he just showed him the way he wasn't a preacher, but yeah. back in those days, if he had to marry somebody, he could probably just marry somebody. I, I don't know how it all works. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is I'm ordained and I got a little minister parking pass. And oh yeah. <laughs> not that i've ever used it anywhere. but it, it no. came with the kit is there like a veterans minister parking <laughs> i don't know i don't know that's like you're parking right at the front door like yeah, yeah. Locking the like, door. yeah. if it's yeah, not right both i just pick whichever one yeah. 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 or just park in a yellow thing and just hang up my clergy thing you oh, know man. but i just want to you know let people know like mm -hmm. it's not like i'm i don't know i'm not the church every Sunday and that's all I do. I'm yep. just out there. One of the guys yeah. and you can't, I don't think myself, I could relate to people the way I do. If I didn't swear a little bit and be myself. Yeah. You're just, you know, I don't, it's neat. Not, not saying like anybody else hides things, but I just don't hide anything. If I'm going to swear, I'm going to swear, but yeah. I'll explain why I swear and how I'm not, you know, yeah. just a hypocritical asshole. It's like, Oh, I'm a minister. Now I don't, I don't dwell on that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I think we covered. Yeah, we've covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still a ton Went of shit on there. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. Stuff and little stories here there and there. You but... babe? Are you good? I think I'm good. Okay. Well, I appreciate yeah. everyone tuning in. Um, again, this is Matt Kenny and the yeah. Matt and Monica podcast. Thanks for watching. Absolutely. No, I appreciate it. Um, you guys have a good night. Take care.